0: you are listening to holy human on this podcast we take the weird the difficult and even the controversial and we actually talk about it in society there is a stigma that all arguing is wrong however on this show we kick that to the curb the hard conversations start here are you ready And welcome back to Holy Human. I'm really happy that you're listening to this episode. First, before we introduce our topic, I want to introduce our guests first because they're very cool people, and actually, they're all new people to the podcast, which is super exciting. So let's start with our first guest.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen. I'm William. I'm just the guy who likes political science and the German language.
0: Cool. Who are you?
2: Hello, I'm Nolan. And I'm in the constant state of wondering, how did I end up right here, right now?
0: That's a funny story that we might be able to tell on this podcast. And then, who is our last guest?
3: Hi, I'm, I'm Elizabeth, and I'm on here because I'm a victim of Elis' friendship. <laughs>
0: Hello. <laughs> so, today we are going to be talking about a topic that we have not covered on this show, which is politics which i know sounds super scary but really we're going to delve into like the hidden meaning of politics and what some government officials really do want for the public and why the public operates the way that it does as well and so it's going to be really interesting and so my first question is a dramatic question right out of the gate do you think the government right now in 2019 do you think the government is trying to manipulate people
1: do you mean like do you mean like by the government, do you mean, like, the specific presidential administration or, like, just the government system?
0: I feel like, let's go administration right now. Okay. Like, like just the president
1: administration?
0: and the people okay. who help the president. Do you think they are trying to manipulate us, in your opinion?
1: Yeah, but it's not like a, par- in my mind, it's not like a partisan thing because every administration tries to manipulate people. It's just like... The nature of politics is just kind of violent. Like, theoretically, you can't have a government like, without having coercion. Okay. Because, like, some political scientists, like some theorists in the past have thought that, like, and this is kind of like a libertarian talking point almost, that the government holds a monopoly on force. So, like, the government has a monopoly on legal force. Mm-hmm. They can make people do things. They make us, you know, have laws, they enforce those laws. Yeah. They have an army.
0: What do you guys think? Do you think that the government goes out of their way to manipulate people?
3: Um, I think they definitely have a history of using, you know, their citizens to their own, you know, devices to do what they want. You've heard stories about them taking advantage of uh, orphanages and, you know, using children for research and people in general for research. I think that... I don't know people are self-serving we wouldn't need a government if people were good so we have a government and people are inherently not good
0: yeah and it's also interesting you bring up like the history of people being manipulated by the government because we all have hopefully heard about MK Ultra and if you haven't the government basically kidnapped and I don't know was it some people say it was like prostitutes and like people who were not just normal civilians but some I don't I'm not sure if that's a fact Um but basically they did it for trying to figure out actually how to manipulate um people to tell them the truth like an interrogation tactic and so they would they would abuse them in many different ways to see how basically the human brain would react to those ways and so I think it's interesting that you pointed out that yes this has in fact happened before and so the question still stands do you think it's still happening obviously not mk ultra but
1: well, I, the nature of politics to me is mm-hmm. like manipulative. Like, politics is inherently manipulative. So, it's like, I, I don't like, I can't fault the government for like manipulating people. You know, I can fault certain things that the government's done, like unknowingly exposed soldiers to STDs, like to see what they did. That was something I did, I think, during World War II, oh, like wow. on training bases. They would, they would, and this is just, this is something I remember, I remember reading or saw it. I saw it somewhere, but, mm-hmm. so I won't, I don't know how truthful that is, but I'm aware that that was something that has at least been thought of as happening, um, and you know, MK Ultra is kind of one of those, those phenomena that people seem to have fixated on a lot. Yeah. Like, get, your, get your truth serum and mm. squeeze all the information out of those KGB agents.
0: See, and um, it's, it's so much of a thing that me, who is not very, like, I don't research politics all the time, but even I know about MK Ultra, which I think kind of stands for itself, but like if I know about it, then it yeah. must have been kind of a bigger deal.
1: Uh, see, see for me, the question is less like, it doesn't matter that much to me whether or not the government is manipulative, because all politics is manipulative. So what matters to me is like what the government, like what they're manipulating for, like mm-hmm. what's the purpose, you know, everyone. Both neither the Republican Party nor the Democratic Party nor any government official would be like, we just need to you know, get rid of the military or whatever because militaries are coercive.
0: Right.
1: Instead, it's like policy issues they're arguing about. We have this monopoly on power that can, generally speaking, be beneficial. So, mm-hmm. you know, what do we do with that monopoly on power?
0: Yeah. What about you, Nolan? Do you think that the government in 2019 is trying to manipulate people?
2: I mean, I think there's always going to be some manipulation because, I mean, the government always has, or people in the government always have their goals, and they know, okay, there's no way in hell everyone's going to agree with my goal right now, so some, a little bit of manipulation has to happen to kind of get people's opinions towards their goal, and that doesn't necessarily always mean it's a bad thing. It has in the past, and, like, obviously there's been times where it has been kind not the best thing ever but at the bottom line with anything if you're trying to get people to agree with you there's a little bit of manipulation happening
0: and it's interesting that you said that because my next question which kind of might seem like an easy question to answer so and you were talking about Mm self-serving do you think humans in general like manipulate people because my answer would be yes what do you think? Will? Yeah,
1: yeah, it's kind of built. It, it's in a way, it's built into people. But I think, and you guys want to like roll your eyes at me, but I think like the reason it's that's such a big thing now is because of like the cultural legacy of capitalism. Like,
0: okay, explain. the legacy
1: of I'm doing this for profit. I'm doing this for me. Like that naturally lends itself to manipulating people. Yeah, because like you know, marketing is manipulative. Corporations, they're Corporations, the goal of a company is more profit. So naturally, the extension of that is well, we need to do things to secure what gives us profit, things Mm -hmm. like resources. A great way for them to do that is to stick the hand in the honeypot of politics and try and get, yeah, in the honeypot uh, to try and, you know, manipulate people into. uh, into supporting a war for oil or into supporting a war for resources or into making trade deals that basically let the US take, plunder Africa's resources. Yeah. <laughs> you know, Colonialism isn't over in my mind. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so um, do you think like, cause we kind of all agreed, cause I agree with this as well. I don't think I gave an answer, but I do agree that the government does manipulate. And I think it's a very interesting point that you said that that's happened all the time. So why, why do you think that the government, like, started out with this whole kind of having to manipulate people? Was that just something that we were born with, that, like, were born to manipulate people? Or do you think how government was started, was it started in a way that was like, well, you have to do this?
1: When you say government, do you mean, like, Our government specifically Or like the idea of government in general
0: I mean the United States government Specifically because that is the one That I am associated with However I feel like people can take The things that we talk about here And also apply it to their own governments Yeah But but specifically ours What do you Um, think? And I don't know is a totally okay answer
3: I think that maybe yes We are born kind of selfish mm-hmm. you know children are selfish because it's a biological thing we want and we need what you know we need to survive you know children or babies specifically if they feel a touch on their cheek they automatically they go towards it because they want milk it's something inside of us that we know we need something to survive so we go out of our way to get that but that doesn't mes- necessarily like make us bad mm-hmm. I'm I of agree. course if you know government officials if people in power are manipulating people below them to get something that they want that's selfish and that's greedy and that's bad but you know there's other kinds of manipulation that people do daily that isn't necessary necessarily self-serving it's not kind but it's you know it's for a good purpose
0: right so my next question that I have here is why are people or citizens Specifically, why are we so easily manipulated by the government? <laughs> well, um, you laugh. Why do you laugh?
1: I, no, I just think that, that that seems like that's like begging the question. Like I mean, that, that begs the question. Um, you know, I feel like it's a lot of things. I don't want to be like, I don't want to be the guy who's like, yeah, I'm woke and I'm on Twitter and I think, you know, the government's keeping you down or whatever. Right. But, but I just think. A lot of it now is that people back in the day you know earlier in history I would say like even as much as like pre-internet like to to really get you know a grip on new ideas you could not there were in a way there were like physical barriers to interacting with people because of disparities in like travel time and disparities in wealth and whatever but I feel like the dialogue was probably a little bit healthier. I feel like the dialogue was probably healthier. And you know, if someone, if somebody was in the street like, you know, protesting, back then, you know, if you had to work in the office building right across the street, all you could really do is look out your window and you'd almost be forced to acknowledge these people, right, (laughs) and in a way like forced to listen. But now, you know, people can people, especially people with very, very vile beliefs, like white nationalists can, you know, lock themselves in their little ideological bubble. You know, they can log into their alt-right Discord server and have the same opinions that they agree with, spit it back out at them, you know, in this, mm-hmm. this great big, you know, oh, you're so right. You know, your anti-Semitism is so cool. Like,
0: so would just you, reinforce
1: that. Would so. you
0: say that it was easier for the government, or anyone in general really, to manipulate back then versus now, or do you think it's harder now,
1: or the same? I don't know, probably close to the same. I think actually now, it might be harder, it would be harder, because, you know, people really did truly trust the president, more or less regardless of which party he he or she belonged to, Mm -hmm. until Richard Nixon until you know the trauma of america in the 60s totally smashed the veneer of your government always has your best interests at heart so and that's kind of where where you know a lot of the cynicism in politics comes from i feel like that's where a lot of the cynicism in journalism comes from too is that you know sense of well someone could and it's like, you know, someone probably is on one level or another because the system runs on deceiving people or uh, on, at least on manipulating people. But, you know, whatever works.
0: So, what do you guys think? Do you think that citizens are easily manipulated? Oh. He's I thinking think... of an answer. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: dead. I mean, at the very least, like, I think with every person, how easily manipulated they are is different. You know, some people might be more easily manipulated. Like, there's some people that, you know, they watch TV and they see an ad for some they're like, I need that right now. Right. <laughs> um, but then there's others that are like, nah, I don't need that.
0: Do you think, like, with the more knowledge that we have, I feel like now with manipulation, do you think that changes things? because you mentioned, like, advertisements. And so I know that, like, in English class, like today, we were talking about kind of, like, persuasion and logical fallacies and that kind of thing. So do you think that changes how we're manipulated or not?
2: I think it does, yeah. Yeah. Because, I mean, as as time goes by where advertisements are, like, the the grasp they have on content expands all the time i mean you have things that didn't used to have ads in them now they do Mm -hmm. and i mean and that's just how it is
0: right so elizabeth what do you think do you think we're easily manipulated hard as stone what do you think (laughs) (laughs)
3: I do think we're easily manipulated, but I don't think it has anything to do with how intelligent we are or how gullible gullible we are, excuse me, because I think it really has to do with letting yourself be deceived. A lot of times people trust their government because it's easier to trust their government. They don't know that they have the power to defy them, to go up against them. They don't have the time even to research and get to know you know things so it's easier for them to live in a small bubble and say yes they might be deceiving me but i don't care because i don't notice it in my daily life
0: so we had to take a little bit of a short break but will you were about to say something and it was probably life-changing
1: was it probably life-changing probably i mean i have i have memorized the bible in latin no, no, I you. haven't. No, oh, I was looking no, so, so impressed. No, I haven't. I was looking so
0: impressed. Anyway, what were you gonna say um, though?
1: Yeah, I was just gonna to say to me what matters less is I think everyone my personal belief is that like ability to perceive and comprehend information is fairly equally distributed among like all people. I think normally the average young person could see a pop-up ad where it's like look at this massive rotting banana in the street like this is the the thing that's going to cure your type 1 diabetes and as you know everyone is enough to has enough you know to know that's bullshit and mm-hmm. to ignore it but I think it matters more like how easily manipulated people are is more dependent on on in a sense like they're raised so for example like Pew Pew uh, Research they did a, a study that was released fairly recently where they found that like baby boomers like old older baby boomers were the most easily like were the people who would fall most easily for like fake news stuff and they also found ironically that it would well not ironically because this kind of makes sense to me but it's like disproportionately like Republican baby boomers who yeah. would, like fall for that most easily So, and it's kind of funny for me, because it's like, they're the ones who seem to always be like, fake news, you know, And, and so, I think the more literacy you have in general, especially digital literacy, since so much of it is digital now, like, you know, no one's in the opinion section of the New York Times, you know, the print edition being like, you know, you're Propagandist, like, yeah you know, it's it's all digital. You know, they're slightly. You could think of probably some slightly subversive things that tend to work their way more into our digital content than they ever would into our a um, real content.
0: Here's my question: Do you think? Because I just thought about this. Because you were talking about news and how we we're manipulated through that, and the more literate people are, the less. Hopefully, they'll be manipulated, because no one wants to be manipulated. Do you think that people who are more open-minded are more easily manipulated? Because I was just thinking about me as a person. Hmm. And I love conspiracy theories, and I obviously... I know, you, you mentioned
1: MK Ultra, yeah, so obviously... Obviously, yeah.
0: and um, I also think I'm more open-minded to things than some. Like, about religious things and about, obviously, like, theories and stuff like that. Do you think people like me, who are, like, open to those sorts of things, do you think they're more easily manipulated? Or do you think the people who are hell-bent on, like, this is how things are, that's how they'll always be? Like, who do you think are more (sighs) manipulated in that scenario?
1: I don't. It's hard for me to say. I think part of the reason people are so easily manipulated, especially in a world where all the information that they could want is accessible at their fingertips, like, the reason people keep buying into things is because they only go out and look for stuff that's going to confirm their bias. So they call it confirmation bias. So, (laughs) yeah. So people look for you know it's a big thing like I I heard someone the other day talking about this with like Facebook like Facebook groups only look at what's within their Facebook groups so after a while people just get to the thinking that like everything outside of this Facebook group is is wrong and so. I think a lot of the internet does that a lot of the time to people. It can do that a lot of the time to people. Generally speaking, I'd say open-minded people, especially if they have just a little bit of cynicism about, you know, everything, but just a little bit, like, willing to look at everything from different perspectives, I think, can help, you know, can help being duped. But, you know, does does it really, you know, it's hard to say. In my mind, it's just people like the, the rubes at Breitbart that, like, you know, who really do, like, in bad faith, like, publish stuff that they know to be false and, like, publish yeah. stuff that they know is loaded language and misleading and, like, and spread it online and inject it directly into these places, these communities online that they're aware are going to have a confirmation bias that favors them.
0: I mean, you know, the reason I asked. is because... That's where cause... manipulation
1: happens, I right. think, you know, the right. most.
0: The reason I asked is because I was thinking about the whole Nixon situation, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. you know? And I feel like there were a lot of people who were manipulated by Nixon because they were like, he's our president, we respect him, everyone who's against him, yeah, you're full of shit.
1: Well, part of it is America's, I don't think that's totally wrong, but I also don't think that's totally fair. You're because gonna, yeah. the the general attitude in America at the time was that people really did believe, and this is like kind of alien to us, especially younger people, (laughs) you know, that the government had their best interests at heart. So when Richard Nixon was being looked at for Watergate, that was like a real big deal. And it's not like, and you know, there's a whole, you know, all kinds of context to that. There's, you know, you know. Kennedy was shot in that same decade. America was on edge. People were seeing hundreds of names, you know, read off of those who died in Vietnam that week. Like, you know, people, there was kind of, in a way, there was almost too much information available for people um, because this was also at a time where war correspondence was different than it was now. So a lot of the time now, the United States military does not always let reporters go and see, like, soldiers who are being who are wounded currently like bleeding you know like they there's a lot of coverage from bases there's a lot of coverage from you know kind of that officer class there's a lot of coverage that seems to come from there but there's less boots on the ground kind of journalism in terms of war correspondence and part of the reason for that is vietnam you know so i i don't i think it's unfair to say that like all of the americans were were, you know, we were all stupid, and we were like begging to be have well, right. rug pulled over our heads. But right. like, you know, because just the attitude was so different. And you know, Nixon's administration and the '60s really did totally culturally change the, the U.S.
0: So, what do you guys think about that? Because I know Elizabeth, you were like nodding and saying yes to a lot of that. So, what are your thoughts?
1: Thank you. Confirm my biases. <laughs> yes, of
3: course, um, I do totally agree with that. I agree with what you were saying. People definitely hear only what they want to hear. in In that decade, definitely, people who were against the war, even though they were, you know, fighting so heavily for soldiers, you know, don't take our boys. You know, the draft is unfair. When they came back, they were baby killers because, yeah. you know, by that time, they were so stuck in their own heads that they, yeah. you know, you yeah. couldn't pull their heads out of their ass enough to see, you know, these are mm-hmm. people. But yeah, I don't think it has to do. Really with being open minded and closed-minded. Yeah. I think maybe it can, but I think the majority of it is cynicism, you know, if you're optimistic or if you're pessimistic, yeah. then you're more willing to believe bad things than you are good things. Yeah. Then you'll see.
1: So you know a hearty bit of perspective helps. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know. Yeah.
0: So this is probably my favorite question. Cause it kind of gets into not conspiracy theories, but you could argue. You could argue. Okay. So my question is, how dark do you think the world of politics really is? Because there's, for me, and I can explain <laughs> my perspective first. All right. Half of me is like, you know, the politics could actually be really dark and they could want, like, the worst for us. And it could be, like, this really bad situation of people trying to do really bad things. Or, on the complete flip side, the other half of me thinks, it's probably completely normal and there's no malicious intents. Mm. So, what do you think? In your honest opinion, Nolan, what do you think? Yeah. What do you think? How dark is the world of politics?
2: I, mean, I think it, with anything, it depends on what you're looking at. I mean, I don't think realistically there's any sort of system, especially in it's sizable. Mm-hmm. That isn't gonna have some shady shit going on, or yeah. vice versa. Though I mean, there's always also awesome, most likely it's gonna be stars perfectly fine. Just that's exactly what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. Know, I, just, I think it depends.
0: All right. So you think maybe like half and half sometimes, possibly. Right. What do you guys think?
3: Um, I think maybe it's important to remember that while. It's very easy for us to look at our government and look at, you know, our government officials that are so far away from us in Washington, you know, who live very different lives than us. They have, you know, billions of dollars in net worth and they're untouchable in our eyes. But they aren't as untouchable as they seem because they're people who were elected in their local governments and their state governments and then on the national level, they were people who started out small and are now, you know, who now are in charge of an entire country and have this large platform, but they're just people. (laughs) Sorry, I'm looking away. Uh, They're just people and their intent can't, or I won't say can't because it can be, it probably isn't evil necessarily or entirely malicious. It's maybe selfish. Not in the best interest of our citizens sometimes, but it's not necessarily evil or dark all the time, because right. they are just people. What do you think,
0: Will?
1: Fair warning, it's about to get a little woke in here. All oh, right. I'm ready for so. the wokeness.
0: <laughs> for those um, of you who are older, woke means. How do? How would you define how woke? How I
1: define woke? You just like. Because some people may not, you, not know what that. In my mind, if I'm gonna, if I, if I like preface something by being like, it's going to get woke. I mean, like, get ready for this flaming hot take, you know? It's um, like, it's, it's like, like, wisdom. Yeah. like
0: inspired wise. Yeah, I, I think know. that's... Just, all right, just, sorry, you yeah, can continue. No yeah. I was looking at my, my mind, older viewers.
1: In my mind, <sighs> like... The problem is, is profiteering. In my mind, the problem in politics is money. The problem in politics is is um, lobbying. Like if I could do one thing overnight, like one, I would just fucking torch LA. God forsake that that city. And the second- <laughs> We the love second, our LA the listeners. Second thing, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. The, the, <laughs> the second thing uh, I would do is I would abolish lobbying. Like I would, if I could just enact a constitutional amendment arbitrarily, I would get rid of lobbying and also probably and define, have an 80%
0: tax define define lobbying <laughs> so that everyone is on the same page
1: Lobbying is is when corporation it's not always corporations but corporations when we think of like a lobbyist we think of someone who represents a corporation to push a corporation's interests on a specific policy issue on you know people individuals can lobby you know I'm involved with lobbying for type 1 diabetics and legislation that lowers the cost of drugs so if you want to call me a hypocrite, you can. Um, but
0: I think though, yeah, lobbying.
1: The is problem, a problem is that lobbying is just sinister, and it just stalks the government with these profiteering because rubes in Congress. Like... I
0: agree, because like, if you give me Nolan, if you give me twenty-five million dollars and say, hey, stick up for.
1: I don't know. Um, Stick up for letting kids die of cancer. Or and, like, yeah.
0: and, like, even if I was totally against that, if I yeah. accept that offer, that means I totally have to change my view. So, like, how do we know even that the government has the same...
1: Well, I, I always feel weird saying. because the government is innately divided. I feel like we've been talking a lot about the government as, like, one big entity. And, like, everyone in the government is yeah. just like, yes, I agree with this, <laughs> Mr. President. <laughs> right. Yes, let's keep Mexican kids in cages, Mr. President. Like, you know, whatever the hot issue is for that week. And it really isn't. It's, like, mm-hmm. a very divided entity. The entire idea, I feel like a big idea in American government is that it's this, is that it's, like, little parties bitching at each other yeah, you know like the the system is sort of built that way so the problem for me in terms of like is is government deceptive like is government bad does government like the problem is lobbying the problem really for me is the attitude capitalism is created in people that gives corporations the incentive to manipulate everyone else's lives. You know, for me, I would consider myself fairly progressive and to me, progressivism means looking out for the interests of you could call them the little people, you know, you can you can make it sound as pleasant as you want, but really what it is is looking out for people who otherwise would be left behind. And, you know, in my mind, the way to do that is you really just have to go after these, like, technocrats of today, you know? Like, go after these Silicon Valley guys, you know? Go after these drug corporations. For me, like, insurance and drug corporations especially, to me, are just, like, particularly sinister. Mm-hmm. Um, and part of, that's, part of that's my unique perspective This on, is going to be
0: a little controversial, but, I mean, this podcast is for it. I do think the NRA also fits
1: into that. That is my opinion. In my mind, the NRA is just like, is just one big like sausage fest of like old white guys. (laughs) Well, I do feel like like, though. I need need my gun to defend my frail masculinity. All
0: right. That's a whole other (laughs) argument there. (laughs)
1: Um, We're going going (laughs) full Freudian.
0: (laughs) No, but I do feel like like when you talk about lobbying, the first thing that came to my mind was the NRA. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was researching representatives because I was Possibly going to talk to some of them about gun control and such, because okay. that is something yeah. I am for, and I noticed that like yeah it I mean it's that already gives yeah. a yeah, lot of money everywhere. to these people oh, yeah. um oh, yeah, big money what I wanted guns. to say though too was, and this is kind of weird to say, I feel like sometimes we want there to be like this malicious intent in the government, like yeah. I know the conspiracy in me, and I feel like in a lot of people, they kind of want something like. Dangerous in the government, and whether whether or not that's real, yeah. I'm not sure. We, but I know that I, off. in a way, yeah. I kind of do want this like sinister type of things happening behind the scenes, which is kind of messed up. But I feel like some other people yeah. feel the same way.
1: I don't, I don't. I don't think it's sinister. I just think it's selfish, and I think mm-hmm. that they, a lot of the time, politicians, lobbyists, anyone who represents a corporation, really is is more than anything, is letting. Private interests get in the way of things that are done for what is ideally the national good. You know, what's good for the country is not what's good for the rich. What's good for free markets and what's good for the countries, or not for the countries, but what's good for the corporations who sit at the, the top of that little pyramid is not what's best for everyone else. And free markets don't make people free. You know, I'm sorry to ostracize all the Republicans in the in the audience, but that's hey, that's just a, my hot take. This tank.
0: show is a show of you know, opinions.
1: You know, yeah. So this is just my. You know, you can call me a Marxist. You know, the Trump gave a speech, State of the Union, the other day, where he was like, right. "Socialism and everyone and it was, <laughs> and you know, he just kind of smirks at um, you know, Ocasio Cortez and like, uh, you know, like yeah, you can so you can take it as you will. But in my mind, that's kind of the line of thought that's really on the up end right now for the U.S. Like, you know, there are more progressives in politics now that are more outspoken than there have ever really been, yeah. and you know, in my mind, that's a good thing because, you know, you can you can always be like, well, you benefit from that because you have diabetes and whatever, but really it's, it's, I think it's beneficial for everyone. I don't think it's, you know, a block it's just a me thing. If I was, I think that'd be a fair criticism if I was, like, you know, very out there for still voting for, like, the same, you know, white upper middle class guys that represent me and everyone else in my voting block of white upper class 70% men. 70% like, of Congress. Yeah, 70% of, <laughs> of Congress. Yeah. So
0: So, this is my last question, and we're going to hand it off to Nolan. Nolan?
2: big guy. Are you, you ready? This. I might be. You might be? I find out. <laughs>
0: In your opinion, do you think the government, in general, in the United States, do you think it's more good or bad? What's your final take, the final words of the discussion part of this podcast? No pressure.
2: That's a really fucking heavy question, use. In your opinion. Um, bad. Again, with because, I mean, like we said, the government isn't a single entity. It's a a thing made up of several different things. So mm-hmm. to try to answer, I was as good or bad is kind of.
0: Do so you think the parts? It's a little difficult.
2: It's yeah. a little difficult to say that, and I mean, and even those divisions divide up even more.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: I don't know. Too. This is kind of me avoiding the question, actually, but um. Well, it's, it's,
0: not, <laughs> it's not avoiding the question. i mean, you're
2: answering it the best you can. It yeah. It's hard to. It's hard to give such a definitive s- statement as, oh, this is good or this is bad to such a complex system with many divisions mm-hmm. and a constantly changing system, too. you got different people coming in, different people going out. It's hard to really say, is this good or bad, or at least hard to say that it's just one of those things. Yeah.
0: So that's it for today's episode of Holy Human. I really hope you enjoyed it. This is the time in every episode where I let guests plug whatever they're working on, whether that's a social media account, a project, or something they really need you to know right here right now. It's very important. So Will, what are you plugging for today's episode?
1: All right. I'm just I'm going to be brief here. Guys, your boy likes democratic socialism. I'm going to tell you to to if you have sympathies with that if you want a real change for America, then my pin's for the better. I would really urge you to go out and do a little bit of research on figures like Bernie Sanders, um, Ocasio-Cortez, uh, anyone anyone like that. A lot of the, the freshmen um, congressmen, congresswomen, I should say, um, this year are kind of more in that line of thinking. And that's more where I think the country should be going. So I'm just going to urge you to, to look more that way.
0: So are you plugging,
1: am I plugging socialism am I as plugging, a whole? Am I plugging, you just am plugged I, I, socialism. I mean, I could all be like it. plugging, like, I could be like, what's up, guys? I'm a Naxalite. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. Like, let's start a revolution. <laughs> hey,
0: you know what? Plug socialism if you want to plug, plug can socialism. I plug Leninism?
1: Like, guys, go visit Lenin's mausoleum.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. Nolan, what are you plugging? What's super important to you right here, right now? Um. <laughs> we'll get Sorry. back to him. Um, Elizabeth, what are you plugging right now?
3: Um, uh, don't follow my social media accounts. Honestly, it's not worth it. But, um, <laughs> what is worth it, however, is the um, For the People Act of 2019. It is an act to expand Americans' access to the ballot box. It's supposed to reduce the influence of big money in politics, and it's supposed to, thank you, reduce uh, foreign gerrymandering, not gerrymandering, uh, foreign... uh, Influence? Influence, yes. Thank you so much, William. So if you are interested in that, it's in Congress right now. It's just a bill, but...
0: All right. Nolan, it's back to you. Did you come up with something?
2: I told myself I was going to, and then I failed. I'll just say, um,
0: you can plug a social media account.
2: I, I mean, I kind of need to for this project I'm working on, be, just because I don't have anything. I don't have anything physical for that project yet, so that my normal social media account's is the only thing in existence. even know, it's freaking horrible. Don't go. Don't go look at the post, please. Um, okay. just. On Instagram, search up Nolan Baker. Science and stuff should be the thing. Also,
0: um, are we allowed to plug what you've
2: talked to me about? Yes, I'm about to say that... And eventually, I'm working on a podcast of my own. That's so exciting! And
1: Ooh, a real auteur. Yeah, once
2: that some of these people might be there. Who knows? Steal yes. yes. um, so, totally. so I'm taking over your guest, Elissa Mon Dieu. <laughs> Vive
1: so, la revolution! all <laughs> your human
2: is coming oh. in. <laughs> I'm <whole> your human. <laughs> I beg your pardon. <laughs> so
0: uh, for me, if you that. want to be on this show. If you want to talk to me about how much you love or hate the show. Donate
1: to Bernie Sanders.
0: <laughs> not that. Um, or if you know, if you if you just want to talk to me about the show, you can email me at ElissaMaudlininquiries at gmail.com. Wow, what an email. That's
1: quite but the email address. if you
0: just want to talk to me about to business stuff and like sponsorship stuff or any stuff really, you can also go on my LinkedIn account. It's Elissa Maudlin. And so I really hope you guys tune in for the next episode of Holy Human. Thank you so much for listening.
1: Bye. Bye Bye-bye.